0: Oh, but anyway, oh, the book of Genesis, you know, you, you really just can't read Genesis without seeing, this is a historical track, you know, oh, and of course, some people say, well, it's just the Jews. Well, it's not the Jews' perspective only, you know, I mean, it's it's mankind. Oh, Paul later uh, in the book of Acts said, we all came from one blood, talking about Adam, you know, and uh and I know in our society, when we, and no matter where you turn, everybody's an expert. Uh, oh, But we're still looking through a glass darkly. We don't know all the details and stuff. But the Lord over and over again through these books, you'll find he, over and over again, the Lord will say he created the heavens and the earth. He created it, okay? But anyway, uh, it's interesting to go back and look at... Uh, when people try to figure out how old the earth is and stuff, and it's, uh, it's like there's a lots and lots of evidence indicating it's a young earth. But anyway, uh, we've chosen to believe in Jesus and the Bible and stuff. So here's the track records here. Uh, you've got the book of Genesis, and then this is historical. Exodus is historical. It's the, the people that were here in Genesis wound up in Egypt, and then they make their way out. Le- 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 Leviticus, I like to call it Leviticus, because it 's how the Levites were supposed to operate in the tabernacle, which was built right after right in the, right in the middle of uh, the book of Exodus, chapter 15, forward, Moses on Mount Sinai, but anyway it's historical. All these historical data coming down, to this is history, history, history it' just lay out history. Ruth is even history, first and second Samuel's history that feeds into first kings because first Samuel is King David, second Samuel. Is King David. Now there was King Saul prior to that. But he was. He just was a bad guy. But anyway. Then you have the list of the kings. And so it's history transferring down here. And of course we ultimately know. We think the Bible is Jesus. Well yeah. You're getting to him. But now remember Jesus said before Abraham was. I am. He had always been here. Okay. Interesting we have kings here. Because we hear Jesus come on the scene. And he talks about the kingdom of God. You know. So let's pick up here uh, with, uh, uh, this is some more history. We have uh, history uh, coming down here where where Jesus spoke. And we'll take it from Matthew chapter 5. And look at the kind of words he says. Because the Jews were still under the control of the Roman Empire. They were hoping that they were going to get their nation back and not be under the influence of the Romans anymore. And, oh, uh, uh, notice this. Uh, this is like the Beatitudes. Let's put it in the King James for a moment so we can see where we're at. Oops, excuse me. Uh, King James. Oh, uh, notice what he says here in, uh, let's see. Yeah, blessed are the poor in spirit, okay? For theirs is what? Look at that. The kingdom of heaven. Wow. Oh, uh, and if we go to, oh, uh, uh Let's go to, excuse me, Marty. there. Let's go to the 13th chapter real quick. Talks about the kingdom some more over here. Notice what he says. Oh, okay. Let me scroll down here. Notice this. Because it's been given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus keeps talking about this kingdom. Okay. Let's go down a little further here. Oh. Look at that. When anyone hears the, whoa, excuse me, it got away from us didn't it? Okay. When anyone hears the uh, word of the kingdom, that's what it said here. Let's get back down here to it. This is in Matthew chapter 13. Oh, uh, let's see. Well, well, I'll use this verse right here. The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which sowed good seed into his field. The kingdom of heaven? What's all this kingdom stuff? Well, let's go real quickly to, oh, uh, oh. Uh, let me close this just a second. I want to go over here to uh, spread that out just a little bit. Let's go to, oh, uh, we're talking kingdom here. Let's go look at Jesus right before he uh, dies on the cross. Pilate took Jesus, had him scourged. Okay, you know, there's the, pla- there's the thorns, okay, and all this kind of stuff. Now let me see what happens here. It's right along here somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah, they said let's crucify him. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, let's see. Okay, let me back up. We're going to be in the preceding chapter just a second. Okay. Hold on one second. It's Matthew chapter, I mean, excuse me, John chapter 18. Okay. There it is right there. Look at verse 33. I want to switch this to the Living Bible. Let's put it back in some of our our common language here. Because Pilate says, are you a king? Okay. All right. Look at that. Verse 33. Pilate went back to the palace and called for Jesus and brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews? He asked him. Jesus said, king, as you use the word or as the Jews use it? Okay. Excuse me. Let me get that Oh, <clears throat> antivirus thing out of the way. Okay. So are you a king as the, as the Jews use it or uh, as you use it? Notice Pilate. He goes, am I a Jew? Pilate retorted. Now remember, Pilate was the top guy direct under Caesar. Okay. Your own people and chief priest have brought you here. Why? What have you done? Jesus said, I'm not an earthly king. If I were, notice what he says. Oh. My followers would have fought when I was arrested by the Jewish leader. But my kingdom, look at that. My kingdom is not of this world. Now, but it's not this spiritual state of mind or whatever. This is the whole enchilada. This is it. We've just uh, noticed Jesus said, I was born for that purpose and I came to bring, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, let's get the rest of what he says. Uh, and so Jesus, I mean, Pilate understood, well, then you are a king then. And Jesus said, Yes. I was born for that purpose, and I came to bring the truth to all the world. All who love the truth are my followers. Of course, Pilate goes, what's truth? Okay, and, uh, and of course, in a few minutes later, he's still going to be scourged and whatever. But notice the dialogue that took place here. Uh, okay, now, uh, let's go back here to these um, to these kings, going back to history here. Because God had promised, he promised uh, King David that uh, he would always have a descendant on the throne, okay? He would always have a, 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 a um, you know, one of his sons would, would, be, would be on the throne. Uh, you, you find that at the end of 2 Samuel. Let me go to um, the book of Matthew just a second. Look at one more thing here in Matthew. Uh, notice this. The ancestors of Jesus Christ, the descendant of King David. Now, that's important. Then Jesus makes a statement over in, let's go to it. Uh, let's see, it's right when they're trying to uh, catch him in all his words here. Let's see, let me, yeah, here we go. Oh, right at the end of this. Oh, uh, look at that. Uh, what about the Messiah? Whose son is he? Ah, excuse me, awesome place. Yeah, whose son is he? Now, the people love this. Now, the Pharisees were mad, you know. uh, Then surrounded the Pharisees. He asked them a question. Jesus is asking the Pharisees this question. What about the Messiah? Whose son is he? (laughs) Well, he's the son of David. Okay. Well, all right. They replied. Well, then why does David, speaking under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, call him Lord? For David said, God said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies beneath your feet. That's indicating a king. Of course, Jesus said, I am a king. Okay. Anyway, anyway, since then, since David called him Lord, how can he be merely his son? But anyway, notice what, uh, uh, anyway, no one was going to ask me any questions anymore. Okay, now, so we've got all this leading up to, we've had all these kings, and uh, uh, and, and we've got the history, and it's like, hmm, and these uh these prophets that you see here, uh, you've got. And remember, it's chronological. It's, wrote, it's, it's, it's not. You don't have to be a theologian to get any of this. Just to read your Bible, you know. Oh, uh, it's chronological. The, every time, these are little snapshots of these kings. A little bit of detail is in First Chronicles about maybe a little bit more about what you saw here in First Kings. But anyway, there's just it's beautiful details. But anyway. Uh, the last of these kings. How come we don't have a third kings and a fourth kings? They lost their whole kingdom. Their kingdom went down the drain. And Moses had told them, "After I die, it's all going to fall apart because you guys are going to start worshiping idols. It's going to go. It's going to go. It's going to go belly up." So let's take a snapshot here. Of, oh, actually, before I get there, because you know this the the Holy Land. Has been referred to as a land flowing with milk and honey, and our God's supposed to be, you know, the greatest and whatever. Of course, He's really the only God, not just the Jews. We just, well, we're closed minded. He is the only God. There's no such thing as a sun God, there's no such thing as the other. And when you see it played out in the scriptures, Uh, And that was one reason that the Lord let, uh, during the days of Jeremiah, and uh, when those last kings, they finally were drug off by Nebuchadnezzar, somebody, history doesn't record, oh yes, they do, they know who Nebuchadnezzar is, okay? Well, Israel lost their whole place because they were taking their kids and throwing them in the fire to some god called Baal, whatever, and other idols they worshipped. But anyway, let's come down here to the book of John just a second. It's supposed to have been a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, notice what Jesus says here in John 10. Oh, let's see. Let me come down here too. Jesus says, I'm the gate for the sheep. Okay. All these others who came were thieves and robbers. Notice the words, thieves and robbers. What do thieves and robbers do? Well, they don't come to bless you. They take things away. They rob you. They leave you stripped. But the true sheep didn't listen to him. Yes, I'm the gate. All who come by the gate will be saved, go in and out. Look at this, and find green pastures. You know, it's kind of like things working out for, you know, for Charlie here. You know, praise the Lord and all of us. The thief's purpose, look at this, is to steal and to kill and destroy. Now, that's not spiritual, okay? He has a point he's making constantly about, trust me, and, and after we take our last breath, Yes, we'll be saved and go, we're, we're, we're not going to hell, we're going to heaven. Praise the Lord. But you can't use these words like this if they don't reflect something in the now. And they do. That's the whole purpose of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. Look at the details. People that one woman came to Jesus and she snuck in there and just touched his garment. Didn't even ask Jesus. Just touched his garment. And she said, if I just touch his garment, I'll be healed. And she was bleeding constantly. It would be bad to be bleeding constantly. But anyway, amazing what took place there. Okay, let me close this down. Excuse me. Oh, we got into that. Well. Can I scroll to the bottom? It's maxed out right there. Yeah, hang on, I'll fix it. Oh, there we go. Now I can see it. Okay, so here we go. So, but notice what he says. He says that uh, uh, my purpose is to give life in all its fullness, or that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And the contrast, of course, is what? Is stealing and killing and destroying. So now let's go back. Watch one of these guys. Oh. We back of course we're going to go back here to in the kings here it's second kings it's he's about two from the end, okay? It's almost um of course he, they didn't know it was the end, but anyway, uh except the prophets were trying to tell him. Okay, here we go. The uh, the new king of Judah is Josiah. You may have heard this guy, Josiah. The, the beginning of his reign was 8 years. This is this is second kings chapter 22. The length of his reign was 31 in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedidiah, daughter of Adiah, Bochath, whatever. Okay. <clears throat> watch this. character of his reign was good. He followed in the steps of his ancestor David, obeying the Lord completely. Now, watch history and you can see some things that are important in our life. Watch what happened. In the 18th year of his reign, okay, what does that mean? Okay, he's been president for 18 years. Of course, we know we just have him for maybe two terms or whatever. But these guys, just till you die. Eighteen years of reign, King Josiah sent his secretary, wow, these bunch of bumpkins out there. No, they weren't. Mm -mm. His secretary, Shaphan, son of Aleaza, whatever that is, son of so-and-so, to the temple to give instructions to Hilkiah. Now, just remember that name, Hilkiah, okay? Remember, this king is Josiah. Hilkiah was the high priest. He's the one that went in the inner sanctuary once a year with blood, sprinkled it on the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. Collect the money given to the priest at the door of the temple when the people come to worship. Give this money to the building superintendent so that they can hire carpenters and masons to repair the temple and buy lumber and stone. Well, if you'd read the preceding chapters, this place had been torn to shreds. All these other bad kings were coming in there. I mean, Assyrian armies and taking stuff and stealing stuff. It was horrible. And Josiah's like, you know what? I love the Lord. You know, this place looks terrible. We need to fix it. Okay. So the building superintendents, watch what they did. They were not required to keep an account. And that's true because they were honest. uh, For they were honest men. One day, Hilkiah, the high priest, went to Shaphan, the secretary, and exclaimed, we've discovered a scroll in the temple with God's laws written on it. Now, this can be your life and my life. So busy, you had not read a thing in sometimes it could be a year. could be longer. Well, I read the Bible through. It's not a matter of having read the Bible through. It's continue reading it. Anyway, we found it. Can you imagine in the church? One of us goes, hey. Mel says, hey, I found the Bible in here. (laughs) We got plenty of them. But it was so bad. This, I don't want to get ahead of myself. This guy's got a son. He's a high priest. You know who his son is? Let me shift over there to it. Look who his son is. It's not far. Jeremiah. The priest, the son of, look at that, Hilkiah. Notice that? These were the messages that that he had during the time of Josiah. Wow, that's where Jeremiah, and if you read Jeremiah, it's, man, they're toast. He's trying to tell them, look, stop what you're doing. Get back to the Lord, okay? And sometimes today we go, oh, yeah, I need to get back to the Lord. I'm just not, so, we don't even apply. You're Jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah, unless you're worshiping the horoscope and, and worshiping everything but the Lord. Now, let's go back over here, back to Second uh, Kings here. Watch this rest of the story play out. Okay. Second Kings, all right. Here it is. Josiah. Oops, past it. Okay. So anyway, they find this, uh, they find this book. Okay. So he gave the scroll to remember the secretary to read. When Shaphan reported to the king the progress about the repairs, he also mentioned he found the scroll. Shaphan read it to the king. When the king heard it, what was written, he tore his clothes, look at that, in terror. Well, remember Mount of Blessing, Moses said, you know, all these curses if you if you don't worship the Lord. And all these blessings if you do. What are we today? Half and half? No. It's either one or the other, praise the Lord. That's the reason when you go to the Lord in prayer, you're asking for help when things go wrong. It's not like, well, I guess I'm supposed to have trouble because, you know, a little, take a little bad with the good. No, you're not. Boy, this king was, oh... He commanded Hilkiah the priest and Shaphan and, and Asaiah, the king's assistant, and uh, Hekim, whatever, Shaphan's son and the other guy, you know, to ask the Lord, what are we going to do? We are in trouble. Because look at that. We have not been following the instructions of this book. Do you know that they stuck in one of the stupid kings prior to this, Manasseh, he found something cool in another nation, stuck it in the temple. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And these dumb kings were dragging in other kind of the sun god stuff and throwing it in the temple. It was infuriating the Lord because he told them, I am a jealous God. And he was talking about jealous. One of the Ten Commandments, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. I mean, think about it. And these other gods, there's no other gods. That's uh, Even Nebuchadnezzar, when you read Daniel chapter, anyway, Daniel 1, 2, 3. Well, actually, you see it in Daniel chapter 2 when the burning fiery furnace <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar thought he was a big shot. Man, I rule the world. And he made a stupid idol for himself. And when you hear the music playing, bow down in worship. Well, three Israelites said, We ain't going to bow down. And that was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar was mad. And he heated up the fire seven times hotter. He bound them, you know, and then had the most mighty guys throw him in. And those mighty guys got killed. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were thrown in there, they were loose walking around. And Nebuchadnezzar realized, there's only one God. So all this beautiful history. And Jesus comes along like we just started saying. He said before Pilate, oh, I'm a king, all right. But not an earthly king, you know. And and remember, he told his disciples, some of you won't see, you're not going to see death until you see the kingdom of God, you know. The kingdom of God came rushing in. Okay. So anyway, so they thought, man, we are in trouble. You've got to be very angry with us, uh, for we've neither, we nor our ancestors have followed your commands. Anyway, Hilkiah the priest and these guys, oh, uh, anyway, they went to the section of Jerusalem to find Huldah the prophetess. Well, we don't want no woman. We don't want no woman to tell us about Jesus. This is the woman, you know. Several women in the Bible. Look at this. She was the wife of Shalom. Well, she must, her husband must have been a great preacher. No, he wouldn't. He was a seamstress. He was a tailor. The son of Horus, who was in charge of the palace tailor shop. Oh, brother. She gave them this message from the Lord God of Israel. Now, think of what happened here. They found the Bible. They read the Bible. Can you find your Bible? Can you read your Bible? Then watch what happens next. This is good stuff. Good for us. So anyway, tell the man who sent me, that I'm going to, sent you to me, that I'm going to destroy this city and the people, just like I stated in this book. For the people of Judah have thrown aside and worshipped other gods, made me very angry, and my anger cannot be stopped. But because you are sorry and concerned, look at this, and humbled yourself before the Lord when you read the book and its warnings, that this land would be cursed and become desolate, and because you have torn your clothing, weft before me in contrition, I will listen to your plea. Look at that. The death of this nation will not occur until after you die. Praise the Lord. What will the Lord do for you and I? Well, what's the Bible tell us he'll do? These things right here. My goodness. Okay. Now, that finishes out that right. uh, Anyway, they took that message to the king. Boy, don't you know it made him glad. Then the king, look at this. He sent for the elders, the other leaders of of Judah and Jerusalem uh, to go to the temple. All the priests, the prophets, the people. Look at that. Small and great. Everybody showed up. And it's not like, well, we're going to hire a chaplain to do this. No, the king did this. And they gathered at the temple so that the king could read them the entire book. Praise the Lord. God's law, which has been discovered in the temple. He stood beside the pillar in the front of the people. And uh, he and they made a solemn promise to the Lord to obey him at all times and do everything that the Lord commanded in the book. Okay. Then the king instructed Hilkiah, that's Jeremiah's dad, and the rest of the people and the priests and the guards to destroy the equipment used to worship Baal and Asheroth, the sun, the moon, and the stars. The king had burned in the fields of the Kidron Valley outside Jerusalem, and he carried the ashes. Anyway, he killed the heathen priests that were appointed by previous kings. He burned the the incense and the shrines. See what they were doing? They were getting right back to God again. Okay. Okay. Oh, they had also offered incense to Baal and the sun and the moon and the stars and the planet. Don't you remember Aaron's two sons after Moses said, only use this incense and burn it before the Lord. Well, Aaron's two boys thought, yeah, come on. Yeah, that's right. We got a great idea. And they went and got foreign incense and they died as soon as they went in that temple. (laughs) Tabernacle. Anyway, okay. So anyway, notice Josiah is keeping his part of the program Look at that. He tore down the houses of male prostitution around the temple. Ah, Gosh. Now remember this bunch was throwing their kids to the fire too. That's the reason you can't sit here as a Christian in Alabama and go, Oh, that's me. That's me. That's not you. You're putting yourself under depression. You don't need to go there. Mm -mm, That's not you. Have no other gods before me. We need to be hanging on to the blessings. And anyway, so watch what happens here. So he brought again to, the, anyway, uh, yeah, notice in where the women wove, they wove robes for the Asherah idol. That was crazy stuff. Anyway, he brought back to Jerusalem the priests of the Lord who were living in the other cities, tore down the shrines and all this stuff. Man, he cleaned house. He destroyed the shrines at the entrance of the palace of Joshua, the former mayor of Jerusalem. Man, this place had just been eat up with idols. Okay, let's skip on down here. Anyway, the, the king destroyed the altar of Topheth in the valley of, anyway, no one could ever, look at, see, so that no one could ever again use it to burn his son or daughter to death as a sacrifice for Molech. Do you believe the Jews were doing this? Yeah, that's the reason they were shocked when they go, hmm, what's this? It's the book, it's the Bible. They were so far away from what they should have been doing. Anyway, he tore down the statues of horses, chariots located at the entrance of the temple next to the quarter of whatever. See, do you see how this is history? History, history. Notice, uh, they had been dedicated by the former kings of Judah to the sun god. Wow, where'd they get all that from? They they got that from, uh, oh, from uh, from Egypt. Egypt, of course, as you probably have seen too. Uh, they were all in the middle of all that kind of stuff. Let's see, where'd I get to? Oh. Uh, Okay, down, oh, there it is, right there, okay. He tore down the altars of the kings of Judah. Uh, How many bad altars have we got? They're all over. Notice it said the kings of Judah. These kings were crazy. In the Ahaz rooms, he had his palace and all this junk was in there. He destroyed the altars, that Manasseh, that was, Hezekiah was a wonderful king. And his son worshipped idols, fell all apart. This guy threw his kids to the fire. Anyway, he built in the courts of the temple, he smashed them to bits, scattered the pieces of the Kidron Valley. Now, do you see now why that prophet, what was her name? She said, uh, she said, It's not gonna happen in your lifetime because you love the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyway, we're almost getting down to this end of this chapter here. Okay. Next he moved to the shrines on the uh, in Jerusalem. Anyway, in the south of Destruction Mountain, Solomon built these shrines. Uh, For the evil goddess of the Sidonians and for Chemosh, the evil god of Moab, Milcah. Now, whoa, 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 Solomon did that? Yeah. Solomon went downhill at the end. He was great at the start, but the prophets would write, you can see this in Isaiah and you can see it in Jeremiah, and they would make fun. Well, next time you're in trouble, just pray to that little stupid God then. But I'm not doing that. So what I need to do, well, next time in trouble, I'm going to keep praying to the God that will help me. And he will. He's there. He wants to show out to you and to the whole world. Okay, he smashed the obliques. He cut down the shameful idols of Asherah. Then he defiled the places by scattering human bones over them. These were all these places where they were worshiping other gods. Boy, Josiah was wiping them out. Let's skip down a little bit. Josiah looked around and he noticed several graves on the side of the mountain. He ordered the men to bring out the bones and burn them on the altar. Now what's instant? Notice this. He said, what's that monument over there? There was a story about a prophet about 10 chapters earlier earlier, that stuck his finger in the face of Ahaz and said, you have been worshiping idols. You have led Israel against the Lord and you're going to die. Anyway, this prophet was on his way back home and some things happened to him and he wound up uh, uh, being buried somewhere, and that's where that story comes from. That's the reason all these things are historical. It's not just some sort of poetic language here. Okay, Josiah, he, so he said, leave that one alone. Don't disturb his bones. So they didn't burn his bones of those from the prophet of Samaria. Anyway, he demolished the shrines in the hills of Samaria. Now, that, that, what you need to understand here was Josiah was in Jerusalem. There was a split kingdom, and Josiah had so much strength, he got all the way down to the other kings. That was their capital, Samaria. He crushed them to dust. He executed the priest of all these uh, people that uh, worshiped these other gods. All right. Notice what they did. Then the king issued orders for his people to observe the Passover. What do you mean observe the Passover? (laughs) They were supposed to have been doing it and they weren't doing it. So here they go as it was recorded in the book of the covenant. In other words, they read it and they go, ooh, once a year we're supposed to be having this Passover. What's a Passover, Daddy? Oh, I don't know. Somebody had to tell Daddy, oh, that's when we come out of Egypt. I didn't remember. Okay. There not been a Passover, look at that word. It is a celebration. Sometimes in the Bible Belt, we think everything about Jesus is not celebration. Although we have it on our sign out there, come celebrate the resurrection. Everybody comes in, oh, you know, nobody's smiling at church. Nobody's having any good time. And we called that. Oh, we had a wonderful celebration of Christ this morning. No, we didn't. Nobody had any fun. We didn't. We had to listen to somebody sing a silly song, probably. And if we didn't like it, we got in trouble with whoever sang it or whoever. Well, that's my daughter singing that song. Why well, you supposed to like her? It's all become a political thing. And if we don't like the preacher, we get a new one. Whatever. It's supposed to be about the Lord. This Passover was a wonderful event. Okay. There had not been a Passover celebration like that since the days, there it was, in the days of the judges. Yeah. There's never been another one like it in all the years of the kings of Israel and Judah. The Passover was in the 18th year of the reign of King Josiah. Okay. Uh, uh, it was celebrated in Jerusalem. He exterminated the mediums and the wizards. Uh, anyway, just kept, it kept going on and on and on. Anyway, notice this, for Josiah wanted to follow all the laws that were written in the book of Hilkiah the priest found in the temple. Wow. There was no other king who was so completely turned to the Lord and followed the laws of Moses, and and no king since that time has approached his record of, uh, of, of obedience. Wow. Now, remember what that prophet said, you know, it ain't gonna happen in your lifetime. Of course, when this guy passed away, the next clown that came up there, he was horrible, and it was right before Nebuchadnezzar got there. But where was that guy's name? Hilkiah. His son, Jeremiah, pleaded with that king, thanks to the next few kings, saying, Look, just, just, just surrender. If you'll surrender to Nebuchadnezzar, the Lord will take care of you. And you see that in the book of Jeremiah. Anyway, we're supposed to be a blessed folks, and we are. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you that we're seeing this king here and what Jesus said about himself. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Lord, you came that we might have life. All these things that are going wrong are not supposed to be going wrong in our lives. So, Father, we just thank you today. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. And if we're suffering financially, you'll fix that too. And if it's some other problem, Lord, you'll fix that because you're our great God. We're supposed to be celebrating and having a good time because you're our God. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to leave track records and records about how you've been blessing us. For you're our God. We don't choose anybody else. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wow.